Father, I just come before you now as your child, your son, one you delight in, not because of what I've done, but because you created me and I'm yours and you delight in me. So I just ask now, Holy Spirit, you would use me to bring your word to us and pour your presence out upon us now. Open our ears to hear, our hearts to receive, our minds to understand. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. got a relatively short message this morning and I understand why now just with what God's been doing that uh, he had this all in, in, in his plans before we even got to this as I was planning this message he knew what was happening today so we're continuing our series on the character of God and I want to speak about a characteristic of God that is huge and I'm going to only touch a part of it I can only touch a part of it in this time else we'd be here for a much longer time. It's a characteristic that many people struggle with for various reasons. Often, it is because of an event or events that have happened in their own life or events that have happened or are happening in the world that they've witnessed and seen. So today, the characteristic of God I'm looking at, which is also the title of the message is, God is love. God is love. And when we look around the world today, Many people struggle to receive that, that God is love when we see what's happening. But He is. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. If we love one another, there wouldn't be wars and rumors of wars and troubles, would there? If we lived out what God tells us to do. Now if I had to ask each one of you to describe the love of God or the God of love, I'm pretty sure that I'd have a different answer from every one of you. Because that is how vast and amazing the love of God is. It is almost impossible to define the love of God or the God of love in a paragraph, never mind a sentence. We have all experienced the love of God in many ways. Now, sometimes you don't even realize it. It's only when we look back that we see the incredible love of God. In the world today, the word love has so many different meanings. I love Jill, my wife. I love Karen and Stephen, my children. There are similar types of love, but they are different. I love my mother. I love my brother and sister and their families. And I love you guys, the family of Grace Vineyard. Two families that, are lo- that I love, but again in different ways. 
I love rugby and I love food. I loved, I loved playing rugby when I was younger and fitter. And now I love watching it being played. It's how I relax. I love watching rugby being played, especially good rugby. I love food. Well, nearly all foods. You can keep your Brussels sprouts. Okay. I love preparing and cooking different food dishes. And some people are quite um, surprised when I say to them that I love cooking. But then I explain to them that I love cooking because I love eating. And uh, I love to cook because I love to eat. But I also love to cook to entertain and bless others. Jill and I really enjoy having people around over for a meal. For me and for both of us, it's never a chore because both of us love to entertain and to bless others. And I do it because I love to eat as well. So I love to eat and I love to bless others with a good meal. These are just some of the different things that I love. I mean, I love chocolates and I love biltong. For those who don't know what it is, go and read about it. It's wonderful stuff. Okay. Each love is different from the other. But the most important love I have is the love I have for God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the most important love that I have. And where does that love in me come from? For me, I believe it comes from God because I'm created in His image and likeness. Therefore, I'm able to love because God is love. Many people who do not know God struggle with this concept that God is love because, as I said earlier, of events that they've experienced or world events that they've witnessed or read about, clouding their understanding of a loving God. Love is who God is. It is his identity. It always has been and always will be. Before anything existed, before creation as we know it, God was, or God is, as Ray spoke about um, at the end of January. If you want to check out his, uh, his message, it's on the church website. God is. Even when nothing existed that we could recognize, God was, and God was love. How do we know this? Scripture tells us. Father, I want those, this is Jesus speaking, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. When only God existed, he existed as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and they existed in a union of love. The Father loves the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Son loves the Father and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit loves the Father and the Son. God is love. Always has been and always will be. His love will never cease. And that is never going to happen. Sorry, His love can never cease to exist. And that is never going to happen because without God, nothing would exist. Not only is God love and he loves himself, he loves us too and manifested and demonstrated that love by coming to earth as the Son, Jesus Christ. 
This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. 1 John 4, 9. He came from his sinless perfection and heavenly glory to earth, born in a humble home in Bethlehem and laid in a manger, worshipped and honoured by shepherds and kings. He grew up in the home of a carpenter in Nazareth, not the palace in Jerusalem. He came into a world where sin is rampant and love is not always seen. He came to take our sin, to suffer and die for our sakes, giving his life for ours, for mankind, the pinnacle of his creation. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. John 3, 16 and 17. Jesus came to demonstrate God's love to us and to save us from our sin and the punishment we deserve for our sin. He did not come to condemn us, but rather to take upon himself the punishment we deserve and to set us free because he loves us, because God is love. When we realize that God does not just love us, but that God is love, our understanding of God's nature and character is greatly impacted. We begin to read Scripture in a different way. Now there's a portion of Scripture on love that is read at so many weddings, espousing the virtues of love. And it's normally used to show the couple how they are to love one another. But when we read it with the understanding that God is love, it opens our eyes to see God in a whole new way. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 1 to 8 says this, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. And this is the part that is normally read at the weddings from verse 4. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now verses 1 to 3 speak about us as humans, how we can do amazing and worthy things for other people, and even for God. But if we do not have God in us, God who is love in us, we do it all in vain. Our good works cannot save us. Without God, all our actions and abilities count for nothing. But fortunately, God is love and has made a way for us to know him through receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Then we get to know God and find out how awesome and amazing he is. Verses 4 through 8a read differently when we read with the understanding that God is love. Let us swap out love for God and reread these verses. 
For then we see not just the characteristics of love, but also the character of God. God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. He is a jealous God. He's jealous for us, but he does, he is not envy, does not envy. God does not boast, apart from his son, Jesus. God is not proud, but he's proud of us as his children. God is not rude. God is not self-seeking. God is not easily angered. It takes a lot to get God angry. God keeps no record of wrongs. When we repent of our wrongdoing, God keeps no record of wrongs, but we need to repent. God does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. God always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. God never fails. Are you not glad and grateful that God is all of this? How many of us would be living as children of God if he was not all of this? He is all of this and so much more. How patient has God had to be with us? Thank goodness he's a God who is patient and he perseveres and is everything in between. God had to be patient with some of us a lot longer than with others. Some of us came to know him when, we, when, when they were young, some when he was much older, when you were much older. But he's persevered and he's patient with us. How many of these characteristics do we exhibit in our lives? How many of these characteristics do we struggle with in our lives? You can discuss this a little while in the groups, a little while later in the groups when we're discussing it. We still see all these characteristics in Jesus, God's gift to us. We see God's visible demonstration that he is love when we read through the Gospels and see the life of Jesus as, as described by those writers. God is love, and he demonstrated it to us through Jesus. I said this was short. Now I want to finish with a quote. It's quite a lengthy quote from Andrew Wilson's book, Incomparable. The infant, the most powerful symbol of the love of God that could ever have been given, has grown up into a man, but a man no longer physically recognizable because of the welts on his face and the ripped flesh across his chest and back. The sky above him no longer has bright stars in the night, but dark clouds in the day. The two people next to him are not loving parents, but common criminals. The crowds have changed from saying, Hosanna in the highest, to his blood be upon us and our children. His earthly father has died. His closest friends have abandoned, denied, or betrayed him. His enemies have mocked and humiliated him. The government has stripped, tortured, and crucified him. And the wrath of God at all our lives and lists and pride, sorry, and the wrath of God at all of our lies and lists and pride and envy and greed is being poured out on him, breaking utterly the fellowship with the Father and the Spirit that he has experienced and exalted in since before the foundation of the world. If that doesn't explain to you what the love of God is, come closer to the cross and listen to what Jesus is saying. The only one who matters is thinking of his mother, his friends, and even the criminal next to him. 
The God who created water is asking for a drink. The God-man whose presence had never borne any sin is crying out in anguish at being forsaken by his father. The man with nails through his wrists and feet, his lungs slowly filling with his own blood, is crying out, Father, forgive them, for they know not Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Astoundingly, the one who decided to allow man to make his own choices now fully experiences their consequences, is shouting triumphantly that those consequences have been dealt with, finished, a victory cry that still resounds across history, affirming once and for all that the love of God is a love of both power and passion, both perfection and propitiation. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sin. Amen and amen. God is love. And he demonstrated this by sending Jesus to be the sacrifice for our sins and make the way for us to be reconciled to God and once more enjoy a loving relationship and fellowship with him. God is love, and there's only God in us that enables us to love. Amen. Discussion questions. There's, well, four questions. And then the fifth point is, you'll see what it is. Okay, the discussion questions. First one is, what stood out for you from this message? What touched your heart? What struck you? Secondly, how do you reconcile God as love with what you see happening in the world at present? Thirdly, looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8a, how many of these characteristics do you exhibit in your life? You might need to get your Bible out to remember what they are. Okay, because the questions will be up here, um, but you'll need to look at that. Second, the fourth question is, again, looking at that same verse, how many of these characteristics do you struggle with in your life? And then pray for one another at the end. Okay, I'm just going to finish in prayer. Father, thank you that you are love. It is who you are, and you demonstrated that to us on the cross. When Jesus, you stretched your arms out wide and said, I love you this much. You didn't hold back. You gave your all for me and for every one of us. You took my sin, our sin, when you didn't need to, but you did it because you are love. And I thank you for that love. Thank you that we can love because you are love. Be with us now as we just work through these questions. Help us to understand just how great your love is for us. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Amen.